parado, así está Venezuela. Las indicaciones de Dudamel, roba Hurtado y a correr. Se va el tanque Hurtado. ¡Hurtado! We're still going crazy, we're still going. I'm going stir crazy, but the Wolves podcast is still here. It's Nathan Judas, Joe Edwards. Let's go, let's go. Everything's going on. Oh my god, we need a holiday. That was a Brazilian commentator that um, I, I um, got, got passed around social media, did quite well over the last week or so, of Adama Traore going through, cutting through the severe um, attack midfield and defence to get a penalty. And, you know, we'll. That was as good as it got for Wolves uh, <laughs> for, um, uh, two weeks ago. Which is saying, Joe, and we're, we're, me, me and Joe Edwards, uh, we were back in the office and probably back doing a podcast together in front of each other for the, the first, first time, time since pre-Brighton pre- in March. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. So what's that Post then? Spurs pre-Brighton. April, May, June, July, August. Oh, it's nearly, nearly half a year. Been in the same room together. What a novel concept. That is... Cray cray, seeing as that we've done a podcast every single week for the last six months, and yet, yet I am seeing you in person. I mean, obviously, seeing you in person at the games, yes. but from a podcast point of view, yeah, we're, 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 we're back. Um, and yet, just saying to you in the office, which by the way, where is everyone else? There's, where there's where literally no one else here. There's me and Jedward, and no one else. And when I say Jedward, it's one, not two, and um, uh, the real Jedward, and uh, yeah. We would still be if if Wolves were in the final of the Europa League. Let, let's dare, dare yeah. to dream, but but the dream has been crushed. Um, <laughs> we we would still be in Germany now, and it feels like forever since we uh, since we got the flight back home. Oh, I, I, I said to you earlier, I'd rip for a piece that New now said last week, uh, calling out the need for new signings after the Sevilla game. And I was thinking, hold on a minute, yeah, it was last week. What like what? Like it just seems like a completely other time zone and oh, it feels like light years ago which is crazy because we could still be out there and cheering them on in the final in Cologne can you imagine can you imagine I mean uh, you know some people listen to this um, after the after the game tonight we're recording this two o'clock on the day of the on the day of the final you know if you could um, hazard a guess as to the winner tonight who would it be uh, Inter Milan Inter okay. I'm going to say Sevilla. I'm going to say Sevilla. Okay. I'm say Sevilla. So we'll see. We'll see who's um, who, who's the better journalist um, with uh, with whoever wins <laughs> wins tonight. Uh, I think it'd be a good game though. Are you going to watch it, or are you not too bothered? Are you still uh, have you got too many scars? I'm not going to watch it. No. I don't think it's on BT. It is. Yes. I don't have BT, oh, so I'm not watching it. It's. Uh, I, I'm. I'll probably watch it. I think. Um, to be honest. More importantly for me, I was just quite happy that Sevilla beat Man United. I enjoyed yes, that. Yes, that was sweet. I enjoyed that. that. Get I out, get home. Enjoyed that. Yeah. yeah. So so that was nice. But um, yeah, look, loads to talk about. We've got Jeff Shee talking for the first time in a while. We've got we've got loads of questions from the peeps. We've got we've got fixtures. I can't believe we're talking about fixtures. It feels like we it feels like we need a break. It feels like feels like I'm waiting for a six week break, but no, straight back into the fixtures. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I mean, they're caught us by surprise. Really, we were expecting them to be to be today to, on Friday. Today, yeah, and uh, yeah, it was great when I was on the way to to Scotland. Uh, and um, whereabouts was it? You stopped Edinburgh. Okay, I was in Edinburgh. So um, so when we got when I got back from Germany, uh, the missus had been looking for like a new car, trade in her old car, and maybe get a new one or upgrade for about six months now. And then it kind of like 
got pushed to the back. So, so the Nissan Micra's finally gone. And yeah, the the, uh, <laughs> the, um, the old the old the old Beetle's gone. Yeah. And uh, and then I get back and I was like, oh, I found a car. Really like it. Yeah. And so okay, well we'll have a look at it. And uh, and she's like, the only problem is it's in Edinburgh. I'm like, oh, oh okay. good god. So we kind of made it as like a two day trip. Um, uh, we went off Wednesday morning. And then uh, stayed overnight, and uh, and then and then picked up the car, did a quick test drive. She yeah. did she did one of the version back here in Solihull, but went to see the car itself, and then we we drove it back late last night. To be fair, it's worth going all the way up to Scotland for a Dacia Sandero, isn't it? A what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting car, mate. To be fair, I'll tell you off camera what it is, but uh, off microphone what it is. But yeah, definitely an interesting beast. Uh, but yeah, got back last night, and um, and all good. Edinburgh, have you been there before? I, I've, I think I mentioned this to you the other day. I've never stepped foot in Scotland. Once. Never? No. Scotland itself? Scotland itself. Anywhere in Scotland. What's the closest you got, Carlisle? Um, no, I don't think I've done Carlisle. Either, would you, is Blythe past Newcastle? Mm, yeah, it's kicking up around or there, Darlington. isn't it? Yeah, Darlington. Yeah, um, no, yeah that's, you've still got a way to go to get to Scotland from there. Well, a way-ish. I think Newcastle is probably the... The furthest I've been, yeah. Edinburgh's good, mate. Edinburgh's really nice. I mean, I've been there a few times. Not really, not really, kind of like walked around, but um, yeah, really good. We stayed at a hotel called the Balmoral Hotel. You'd fit in very well there, mate. Very good. No Pre- shorts. Probably no, do for me. No, no, well, no shorts and t-shirt there, mate. Um, and uh, yeah, a nice little couple of meals there. Um, I must admit, great people watching. Great people watching. There was. Uh, we went down to the bar. On the night that we were there, I had a couple of cocktails, a couple of yeah. little champagne cocktails, as you do. Um, and uh, hotel bars are fascinating, fascinating place. Get a mixture of different characters. You, don't you? definitely do, and you know, and I, I'm sure I could speak for for quite a few people in this. Like for me, going on holiday or going to a nice hotel and just sitting in the bar and people watching, I could do it for hours. Oh yeah. So we had so Alana was um, was facing, I was kind of facing the, the 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 wall, but she was obviously facing into the bar. And there was um, there was a very very um, young, attractive young lady. I've got to I've got to, um, got to <laughs> very attractive young lady who was um, who, who who was sat in some very 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 seen, seen as pe- a lot of people are in kind of like trousers and shirts and collars. Very 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 short shorts. Right, uh, uh, which is fine. Yeah, no, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I've got it. Got, got, yeah. yeah, absolutely. If you got it, flaunt it. And uh, anyway, so she's waiting and she's sat at the bar. She sat and she sat. Sorry, sat at the table, and she's there for about 15, 20 minutes. I think it's a little bit unusual. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I wonder if she's on like a date or been something like that. Up. Maybe been stood up, and yeah. then she started feeling maybe a little bit bad for this girl. And she's looking at a clock, looking at a watch. Yeah. So anyway, in comes a gentleman. Yes. Uh, friend, or and he was, um, I would say, touching seventy, <laughs> touching seventy, and that was probably generous to him. Granddad, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, granddad or, or father or whatever. So they're chatting away and kind of trying to get little snippets of the conversation, and almost felt like it was a first meeting. Yes. A first meeting. Yeah. And so we're thinking, so I think, but maybe, maybe I don't know. Long lost grandfather. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make a nice story here, anyway. So I'm thinking, well, you know, I'm trying to make excuses for it. And anyway, so she gets she, she gets up. And Lana's telling me this because obviously I can't say, like, tell me, you know what, you know, you know, tell me what's happening, tell me what's happening. Can't turn you can't turn around. She's like, exactly what she said. She said, don't turn around. Don't turn around. I'm like desperate to turn around. You know, I'm trying to drop something on the floor to turn around or to flee. Anyway, 
Long story short, I'm, I'm, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt until this guy's had a couple of whiskeys in now and then she gets up to go to the powder room and as she walks past him, she, he just slaps her on the ass, gives her a big squeeze. Oh. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. And I'm like, oh. I mean... It's a weird granddad. It's, it's a, a granddad. weird <laughs> hotel. I mean, there was definitely a transaction or two taking place that night, but poor girl anyway. But anyway, Should each to their own. My, 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 that's my experience of Edinburgh anyway, so yeah. Oh, Lovely. Great, fantastic, fantastic. Really, really sold it to me, to be fair. Oh dear, oh mate, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, want, I want to go back there the next night. Anyway, right, fixtures, 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 fixtures. We did we did a video, even though I was I was from Edinburgh. We still did a video eventually. Yeah. We love it, mate, we love it. Um, what do you think of the start? I mean, look at it. You look at it on paper, and you think... First seven games are not bad at all. Um, I'll run you through them for people who have been on a different planet. Chef United yeah. away. Man City at home. Uh, West Ham away. Fulham at home. Leeds away. Newcastle at home. Crystal Palace at home. Now, Looking at that, I don't think it's too bad. No, I don't. I don't think it's too bad. I think there could be a lot worse starts. In fact, some people, some teams have got some stinking starts. West Ham. Absolute brutal start brutal for West Ham. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, Joe, and uh, we kind of, do, like I said, we had, we had a bit of a chat about this earlier on, is they've got, they can't, they still need to play some good football. One, to win those games. Yeah. And two, with the international break, that's fallen as it is, is that Wolves could be pretty much down to their bare bones for the two weeks in in the lead-up to the season with everyone international duty. And then you go straight into a Sheffield United away where they're probably going to have the majority of their squad or a decent chunk of their squad who are going to be training, who are ready to go, who are well-rested. That's not an easy game. We all know what happened at Sheffield United yeah, you know, right. towards the end of the season. And then you've got Man City at home, which whether you like it or not, it's going to be Manchester City's first game in the, in the Premier League. <sighs> Wolves need to be playing well and it's, it's going to be hard for them to get back up and get back motivated and have a quick turnaround. Those first two are not easy. No, the first two aren't. Um... I'd happily take, you know, one win from those two and, you know, three points from a possible six there. I think, you know, it'd be a, you know, a very respectable return. And then ahead of that nice kind of five-game run, end of September going in, into October, there's another thing to factor in as well is the Carabao. So that'll be kind of in, in September as well. We've touched on this already. I don't think it's going to be prioritised just because of the quick stretch and, and the prize on offering the Carabao if you know FK Sarajevo or whatever in the wow. Europa Conference I mean you, I cannot believe yeah. you know what it'll be it'll be it'll be Sod's law that Wolves will win a trophy and it'll be the bloody yeah. the bloody going to the Europa Conference League yeah, or whatever it is yeah. you know I mean it's absolutely crazy I can't believe it and you know if you want to degrade the the League Cup any further then this is it because there's no way in a million years that your likes of Raul Jimenez and and, and you know Ruben Neves and and all Adama Traore are going to stay to play in a tertiary European competition you get the prestige of winning a cup I get that yeah. but at the same time the novelty's taken off if I was Nuno and I said this on the video to you yesterday I would just completely let the 23s run it Maybe stick a Max Kilman and Morgan Gibbs White in there, yeah. a John Ruddy, yeah. you know, an Oscar Burr, play them or whatever. But I wouldn't let the, I wouldn't even let them put the first team on the bench. No, I, and you know, 
I think we said a few weeks back, have a crack at the Cubs. And I think if the prize on offer in the, in the Carabao was still the proper yeah. Europa League, yeah. then, then by all means. But if they're going to decrade the competition like that, I think you're going to see it across the board. I think there's going to be a lot more teams just chucking the youngsters out, especially with the schedule. I mean, in a, in, in a good way, it might be a chance to see a Campan or, or, a, or a Gibbs White again or a Kilman. You know, I, I think Nuno really would be... It'd be surprising if he didn't give those kind of players game time. But you're looking at the Premier League. I think you've kind of got to just focus on that that first month. You don't want to start slowly. And after those first two games, there's a nice four or five game run there to get some points on the board, get them on the board early, kind mm. of state your intentions uh, for the rest of the season. Hopefully, by then, there'll be one or two new players as well, you know, before the window shuts in October. So. Yeah, I think I think that start overall is looking pretty nice. I mean, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, there's you've got to go out and win those games, but you know, Wolves are certainly capable. Um, have you seen the group that Wolves will get into if they got into the tertiary European competition? No. Have you seen the group? It's been drawn already. Right. Okay. Uh, the group is Chernobyl <laughs> away, Bermuda Triangle away, away. and then the st- and then the, the third game of the of the of the sixth game group will be the North Pole at home. But they will have to go there in December. So, oh, okay. so you know, I mean, Nuno and, and getting up there, you never know. It could be a little bit of a beard going on. So, you see, those are the three that Wolves will face. No one, no one, no one wants that. No one wants that. I don't fancy Chernobyl away, mate. I mean, I love a, I love a two-shot, but um, if you're hearing some interference on the mic, it, it, may, it may not be uh, because the wire connection isn't, isn't, isn't plugged in properly. Uh, yeah, it's. I can't believe it. Really, it's disappointing because, like you say, you would have earmarked that as a, yeah. as, as one to really have a good go, and then all of a sudden you've got the FA Cup, which look, everyone wants to win the FA Cup or most teams. Yeah, you might get a few of your top guns playing, you know, weaker teams, but you're always going to have a, a Man City or a Liverpool or, or, or a Man United who are, who are going to pr- pretty much be in the final. So you're going to have to beat one or two of them. Yeah. Uh, on the way, so. You know that's why the league start makes makes is, is so important, and you just don't want to start it. Even though with those, like you say, those five games afterwards, you'd love to start it with maybe three points out of the two. If I'm being a little bit greedy, but three points out of those first two games would be great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the you, the, the thing you just do worry about slightly is we saw that Adama Traore has been called up to the Spain squad. So Wolves are due to return to pre-season on September the first. Traore is playing on the third and the sixth. Um, well, he'll be with them at least. So you know, he's he's not going to be there for the start of pre-season. Portugal squad is yet to be announced, but I'd imagine at least Patricio and Martinho, probably Neves and Jota as well, are going to be in that. Dendonka's usually in the Belgian squad. Saïs um, is usually with Morocco. I mean, I'm, I mean, it's, it's hard to know what what the full international schedule is. I mean, all those countries might, may or may not be playing. I'm not too sure, but. You're looking at the guys who are usually away on international duty. Might be a bit like a bare bounds group for yeah. that first week of pre-season. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, there is perhaps kind of a few problems to contend with there. But if you know, really, they've they've not really had much time to kind of rest. It's almost as if it's still the same season. It, was, it, really. it still feels like the same season. Yeah. So so maybe you know it, it's not as bad a thing as it would. But uh, it is something to kind of consider that. When you start pre-season again, pre-season of two weeks yeah. uh, to yeah. prepare for the new season, that Nuno maybe you know without some of his key players for that first week at least. Are you um, are you nervous about the start of the season? Do you feel that um, uh, do you feel that they will be 
refreshed? Do you feel that they will be ready to go and, and to to hit those levels that that they did? You know that they were pre-lockdown and, and maybe even the start of of the restart. To be honest, in certain certain games, we saw glimpses of it, yeah. but not enough. Not overly nervous. Um, well, you cannot deny that they were knackered by the end of um, by the end of the season. Chelsea, they were knackered. Sevilla, they were knackered. They were they were dead on the feet. Um, we've seen Pedro Neto sunning it up somewhere. He's, he's, he thumbs up. He's, oh, look at those short shorts. Short, oh, short. That, that, that six-pack, baby. Oh, wowzer. <laughs> Again, as you said earlier, if you've got it... Absolutely. Got Oil it. it. Oil it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Pedro Neto's been sunning it up. I'd imagine uh, you know, a few few of the others are. I mean, that, I mean, it's been lifted today, hasn't it? That Portugal... Um, Quarantine as well, so that gives a chance for Nuno to. Well, go. you leave them. You believe the bloody pa- players or, or the papers? There'll be, there'll be fifteen players on the way to, to Molyneux, Portuguese players. Um, so that that quarantine list is gone. So yeah, there's there'll be Nuno gets because gets to go back and see his family. Yeah. You know, Jota is in a similar kind of thing. Yeah. You know, Matinho Neves. So yeah. Paulinho Diaz. Sorry, carry on, carry on, carry on. And Paulinho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll, carry, we'll talk about that later on. But as much as a physical thing, I think it's like a mental thing as well. Just be able to go home and enjoy your surroundings, mm-hmm. you, where you're comfortable for a few days. While physically you may not be back to 100%, I think mentally you'd be all the more better for, yeah, for seeing yeah. your family. I think you, you could see in those final weeks of the season... Nuno at times, you know, was quite grumpy and understandably so. Really, I mean, you know, he he'd not seen his family since since uh, since May. Wow. So you know, the personal toll that that's going to take. Yeah, he'll you know grit his teeth and always do his job and do his job to a very good standard. But on a personal front, that in a mental front, yeah, absolutely, yeah, exactly. So I think going home and you know seeing family, just having a bit of downtime, maybe not enough downtime that you'd want. Sure. But I think it'll be very beneficial from a from a mental point of view, definitely. Um, we'll go on to Nuno in a minute. Uh, I just wanted to kind of kind of come back. Um, Jeff She has, has spoken, and uh, we haven't heard from him. The She has for spoken. The, the she has spoken, um, and um, we haven't heard from from him from a while. For a while, um, no. of course, you know, from a hierarchy point of view, uh, with Darimple and, and Thelwell going, uh, there's been there's been talk, or there was talk of whether they're going to get replaced or not. And uh, and you know just just the general environment that Wolves find themselves in at the moment and the aspirations going forward and he's finally you know spoken um, and uh, what's he had to say? So on that Dalrymple and Farewell front, so they're not going to be directly replaced. I mean, when Farewell left in February for for New York Red Bulls, the initial idea was to go out and get a replacement. They were talking about interviewing candidates, and then the coronavirus kind of put a halt on all of that. And since then. They've kind of restructured into kind of a committee system. So Jeff Shea oversees both the football side and the commercial side. Um, got a couple of people working on that commercial side and a couple of people on the football side. Matt Wilde and Scott Sellers on the football side. So And then it, they kind of just report to him. So he's, he's kind of overseeing both departments. They like the way that that works. So they're not going to recruit... You know, out and out replacements for for Farewell and Dalrymple. We'll have to see how it works. I mean, you know, now there's you could say in terms of when it comes to transfers. I mean, you know, she's the one overseeing it, and there's not so much of a of a fall guy. Now, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you, you know, if 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 a move doesn't work, it you know they are seeing it as more of a collaborative 
efforts. I mean, before if the transfer didn't go wrong, it'd be all farewell. Yeah, but but yeah. You, you know, now I think there's kind of a honest take on the responsibility as a group, even though she's the man kind of leading the way. So that's been sorted. Um, What's Jeff? She's um, kind of like pedigree on, you know. He, you know he's obviously come in, and, and I think I think you know obviously heading the force in charge, and, and I think he's he's done he's done a great job. But I've never really put him on him. Is is he scouting these players? I mean, we know obviously the Mendes links, but is he the one who's having the final say? Is Nuno having the final say? Is you know is he fronting um, and going to see these players, or is he just giving the green light on players? What's his role? Because he's fronting a lot, and obviously, like you say, he's got this hierarchy. He's put himself out there. You know, it's 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 on him. So so has he got the pedigree to go out and to and to attract these kind of players? Well, we'll have to <laughs> wait and see, I guess. I mean, it, this is what he's he's kind of said. So he said, Scott Scott Sellers is in charge of the academy, our loan players, and our scouting network, and Matt Wild is in charge of the first team operations and player contracts. I work with them every day to discuss and make all football related decisions. Mm-hmm. So, you know. It's a lot, a lot of pressure on one person, yeah, though. Really, yeah, I mean, he's saying exactly, that. Yeah, he's yeah. saying basically, he's saying the book, the book stops with me. Really, yeah, yeah. And and then he goes on to say, I'm the leader for both sides, you know. But the new structure means I receive strong help and support from my colleagues. But he's the he's he's the man, really. He's fronting now. it up. He's yeah. fronting it up. Um, I mean, Fausten's track record so far speaks for itself. Really, it's been it's been very good. I mean, it's it's a lot of responsibility to take on, but he clearly feels he's he's up to it. Um, I think the proof will just be in the pudding, you know, over the course of this window. I think this this window, you know, he spoke about it not kind of rushing into targets and getting making sure we get the right player at the right price, and that is that is completely fair enough because it, and he's hardly going to come out and say, right, we've got a we've got a hundred million war chest, and we're yeah. we going to spend fifty million here and fifty million there because if if rivals see that, they're just yeah. gonna, they're just going to bump up the price. Yeah, so, and, and agents as well, like, well, you've got the you've got money to spend, absolutely, exactly. So. You know, I won't like worry too much about that. I think it's just a, the, the the kind of strategic and sensible thing to say. Um, but equally, he knows that this window is a big window for Wolves. Nuno has highlighted the need for sidings, been been a more more bold, really. Mm. Nuno has, you know, it, it usually is quite reserved yeah. when it comes to transfers, but he's kind of made a bit of a statement, really. So they'll know what they need to do but equally it's still it is still quite early you know we, we the window closes on October 5th in terms of international transfers you can make signings domestically until the 16th I think but that's like only bringing up players from championship clubs which Wolves don't tend to do yeah. so October 5th but I think things will start to properly speed up when Nuno's back and the squad are back well <laughs> most of the squad anyway mm. Um, on September the first, I think that's. I think for these next couple of weeks, it's got a potential to be a bit quieter. But hopefully, September is when things start to really kick into gear. I mean, the fans will be understanding if they don't hear anything in two weeks, mate. They'll, they'll, they'll be fine. They'll be chilled. <laughs> you know what I mean? Social media will be quiet. Uh, I, look, but you can understand some of them. You know, we talk about September the first, but the season's three and a bit weeks away. You know, yeah, it's. Yeah, uh, know, but know. but it is the same for everybody, and there's not been too many signings about the Premier League as well. Um, any ones, you know, any, any that have been made have maybe been made for big money at the top end of the table. There's been yes. little activity um, from from clubs that maybe have had more time to prepare. Um, you know, definitely more than Wolves who were still playing two or three weeks later. Exactly. So, so you can understand that. But you know, at the same time, you know, you, you want Wolves to kick on. You, you're left a little bit 
bit a bit underwhelmed at the end of the season yeah. from what happened, which is a shame because I think it you know it kind of took the tarnished tarnished what was a you know an excellent season really, and it just you know they fell short at the very very end and on a couple of fronts, but um, you know you, you'd want to see one or two come in, wouldn't you, sooner oh, rather yeah. than later? And then on the other on the, on the flip side. You also want to make sure that you're keeping your big names. So let, let's go on to it now. Let's talk about the players and we'll talk about Nuno. So, you know, the two players that keep getting linked, Raul Jimenez and Adama Traore. There's, there's reports all over the place, you know, Juventus for Jimenez, all these swap deals. You know, uh, Traore, they're going to accept £70 million for him, Liverpool or whoever wants to, to, to come in for him. What's the latest on these two? Are, are these two players, one, open to open to to get to get transferred out and two you know can you see it happening neither of them are actively pushing for moves I know that much and in terms of seeing them happening I think I've said a few times I think there's more of a possibility of Jimenez but it would take something as John Richard said in a paper earlier this week it'd take absolute silly money mm. and it'd be it'd be such a loss to Wolves not only in terms of footballing terms but we're talking about Jeff Shea overseeing the commercial side and the football side. Be a huge commercial loss to Wolves, yeah, yeah. losing Raul Jimenez. I mean, you look at all the followers that they've got on their Spanish sure. Twitter accounts. Yeah. You know, he's the poster boy, he's the superstar, really, for Wolves, both in footballing terms and their terms to be a, a big brand mm-hmm. in, in the world. I mean, these Shea updates keep referring to being, you know, an elite brand in world football. Yeah. And. Jimenez is central to Huge. that. Huge, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely central to that because he's the kind of star, you know, who has got the big pull in, in, in America and and now because of his footballing performances, he's the one that is kind of recognised across Europe as and well. He's, well. Yeah, and he's world class as well. He's world class, I mean, yeah. I mean, I understand kind of like, you know, and Son aside, who I think is brilliant, but you're going to, you're going to the Far East and that, those kind of places to bring a player in and China and yeah. all these kind of things. They're all marketing purposes, really, yes. but there's not really too many who stick out, you know, in in in, in living memory of being absolute superstars and world class. So those are kind of token. But Jimenez, like you say, Amer- South American-wise, and and he is he is sensational, not just because of that that merchandising and the product and and, and you know the, the followers that he's got out there, but also because he's just brilliant. Yeah, and I mean we we t- touched on it before, and I mean coronavirus halted all, all but they wanted to go to America. To, to, to go and have a pre-season, pre-season friendly against Club America Jimenez's former club you know that that is you know a marketing opportunity that they wanted to tap into because Jimenez's pull is massive yeah. and he's a fantastic footballer mm-hmm. so it would it would it would take something really huge for him to go and, there is, and you've got to replace him as well and you've got to replace him and the season him. starts in three. it just doesn't yeah. make sense does it, it yeah, so unless think, he's kicking and screaming, yeah, and battering the door down, which, like you say, he is not. Yeah, I think it'll be, um, I'd be stunned if he left. And if he did leave, they would have to have not one but two top quality strikers ready to go, very, very, very confident of getting. Yeah, exactly. So it's, I think, if the if there is any potential of him to go, I mean. Of course, you can never say never in, in in this game. But if if there is any kind of scope and then it's growing potential of him to go, they've got to kind of get those contingency players in place. It, you can't 
ever lose him and not have those replacements no. lined up. I think you know the only way you can really do it to really kind of soften the blow is right. Jimenez is gone, but bam, it is yeah. the side. Yeah, yeah, almost kind of like same day or next day kind of thing. Absolutely, that, that is yeah. the way you'd have to do it. Yeah, um, but. Uh, for now, I mean, there's all this speculation. I mean, they're saying that Juventus director flew over here. I mean, so many varying reports. One one says that he's come over here to speak to Raul Jimenez. One says he's gone over to speak to Villa. One one says that he's come over to speak to um, Arsenal about Alexander Lacazette. Right. So, so basically, he's come over to speak to every Premier League club about every every single player going. It, it's it's just plenty of hotel bars for him, mate. It's up and down the country. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not saying he's going to do that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying to watch. Tapping, to people watch, yeah, yeah. T- tapping short skirts, uh, yeah. Girls. <laughs> I don't mean like that. Um, no, 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 no swiping left or right or whatever the kids do these days. Um, but yeah, it's it's it. You know, the, the stance hasn't really changed. It's they're, they're not actively looking to get rid of these players, and not neither of these players are actively looking to leave. Yeah. So. In football, you can't rule anything out, but it, again, it's going to have to be something out of this world yeah. for, to turn to run away. And, and that's great news as well, because not actively looking to leave. You know, you can understand maybe some people who are who, who are thinking, especially someone like Raul Jimenez, who's probably got only one more move left in him. And we have discussed in the podcast, it will either be you know this season or next season, maybe. But even then, you're looking at you know to splash big money on a striker who's 30 years old. You're not probably going to do that, you no. know. So. You know, the good thing is Wolves haven't got European football next year, and yet they're still happy to stay and carry on and and, and really invest in this project. The problem will come, and I think it's um, I think it's almost essential to keep everyone. If they want to keep everyone, or have a, the best chance possible to keep everyone, they've got to qualify for European football next year. I'm not yeah. talking about the nations or conference or whatever it is. Yeah. I'm talking about Europa League minimum. Yeah, definitely, definitely. The, the, you know, if these players are are players that could be playing Champions League you know as as we speak so should be playing Champions League really yeah well yeah um, so yeah the, it, it, is, it is paramount really and I think you know as good as we've touched on the Carabao as good as it would be to lift this piece of silverware I think it could really distract from the from the league efforts to be honest especially in those first couple of months you want to start as you mean to go on yeah so I think yeah it'd be very surprising to see Nuno prioritise the Carabao I think all all effort is on starting well in the league, giving yourself a footing to, to build on and getting Europe via that way, really. Now, this whole process and, and, and building the club as a brand and, and making them, you know, you know, uh, perennial European contenders, I think, um, is obviously Nuno Espirito Santo. It's <laughs> integral yeah. for him for him to be staying at this club. You know, they see him as, as a project and as, as one for the, you know, one for now, one for the future. They want him here now. They want him here in five years, ten years. And, However long that may be, you know, he's, he's obviously been fantastic. Uh, his contract runs out at the end of next season. And look, we're still waiting for him to sign this deal. Now, I kind of got the impression from what he said when, when we came back after the restart and he was asked about it and he was like, you know, th- there will be time to, to sit. He was very relaxed about yeah. it. You know, that time they were pushing potentially for a Champions League place. They were they were looking very good for at least a Europa League place. And, they, you know, and then they were, you know, they were one game and, and they didn't do that. Go, going, you know, beating Olympiacos just to go through into the finals and one game away from going into Germany. So, is he still relaxed? Is he still relaxed? Are Wolves relaxed on this? Because, uh, like you say, September the 1st when he comes back, you don't want to be starting this season really without him signing a deal. No, or at least kind of a, an agreement in principle. Um, yeah, I, I think 
you know, they're, they're still quite relaxed about it. They Because they will be jumping on that, the media. If he doesn't sign a contract, yeah, you know yeah. what it's like, Sky Sports. Oh, be, be Nuno Watch. Oh, the, every month it's, quite, it's dropping down, it's dropping down, linking. And then you just don't, you don't need that distraction. No. He will know that as well. He doesn't yeah. want to take that away from his players and, and distract from the focus on the pitch. But at the same time, you know, you, you want him to you want him to, to sign a, at least a long-term deal, don't you? Yeah, I think for now, they'll let him enjoy his time off. Um, you know, somebody needs a break. Yeah, he, he certainly earned it, and I'd imagine if he's if he's not already that he's going back to Portugal to go and spend time with his family, well earned time with his family. Just let him. I'd imagine he'll probably, you know, not switch his phone enough because he you, you've got to always be switched on in in, in some respects with his transfers or things like that. But he'll try and just kind of recharge mentally. Then when he's back at Compton, when they're kind of gearing up for the new season, that's that's when you've got to kind of at least start uh, some sort of talks or some sort of kind of you know a, 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 an assurance in you know like a handshake agreement or whether it's something like that before the contract kind of get formally gets signed. I, from the way he's been speaking, and I mean I think you know you looked at that severe post post match comments about improving the squad and strengthening the club and becoming stronger year on year doesn't sound like like a man who's not planning to, to, to be here in the long term I, I, I think he's got unfinished business at Wolves or he, he really has he, you know that this team can still go a very long way and you know they want to be getting in, into into you into the Europa League again they want to be trying to strive for some sort of silverware albeit probably not the Carabao but you know try and make another good fist to the FA Cup um, this season so yeah I, I, I think once he gets back on in September that's September the 1st then kind of you know let him let him have his time off let him let him recharge get 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 the talks underway then do you feel that um, for the talks to be underway and for him to sign a new deal will be um, dependent on the fact that he gets his targets and gets his men and, and Foson spends some money and if they're not prepared to spend Massive money of the targets he wants. Maybe, maybe they're not. Maybe they don't come in huge money. But if they are, and he doesn't doesn't get, you know, what he says, and it was look when 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 they got knocked out. He like you say, he said it. He said they need players. That you know they need to to really push on now. So if that doesn't happen, he doesn't get his wish. Then can you see him not signing a deal, or do you think he'll sign one anyway? I, I think it does factor in definitely. He'll want assurances over the squad and over improvements. I mean. The, the way he spoke after Sevilla was saying, you know, look, this is largely the same team from the Championship. And he's previously said that in glowing terms. But this time it was kind of almost flipped on its head a little bit. Yeah. It was like, right, we need, we need improvements here. Yeah. We need some new bodies. And I said before, I said again, I think they need three or four. I think they need three or four. Keep hold of everyone and get three or four in. And I think they'll be very well set up going forward. And I'd be very surprised if Nuno isn't saying you know, similar things. I think he'll want, you know, at least at least two if not you know proper first team additions to come into the side and really strengthen it and then you know kind of two three or four it's, it's got to be I don't think one's enough I think you know they need to they need to go out and not spend silly money because that's not Fausten's approach you know that Jeff has said that I will stick to what has worked for them but I think you've got to push the boat out in some respects you know you can't completely deviate from what has worked for you in the past they're they like a small squad they'll stick with that I think as well but you've got to take a bit more risks because it, it, it is it, you know it is a big window but what's the end game here Joe what's the end game you know you're looking at 
you know, the, the, the Fosun way is not spending big money. So are you saying that Nuno will be happy with maybe a couple of loans with a view to a permanent no, no, and, no, no, uh, no. And, and two, you know, a £15 million and a £25 million player? I'm not saying spending big money gets you quality players, but it gives you a chance. And at the same time, you might, you might have to cope with maybe one dud out of two. But if one kicks off for you, you know, what, do if Fosun want Champions League football, let's say they want... I'm sure the aim would be look, we've got to get back into Europe next season. That will be the aim. Yes. But if the aim is Champions League football, then then do they have to spend big money, Fosun? Well, yeah, I, I mean, it depends what you define as, as big money. But I'm talking yeah. £150 million. Well, pounds. I'm talking two players, 40, maybe a 35 and a £40 million pound player. Yeah. Maybe a £50 million pound player. You know, you're not going to get him for this price. Uh, I don't know, striker. If you want a striker, you really want a top quality striker to, to go alongside where well, you've got to spend £50 million on Tammy Abraham. You know, you want it, You want Ruben Diaz, you've got to go and spend £30 million on Ruben Diaz. Mm. You know, these these kind of, you know, you're not going to get him for 15. You're not going to get him for a, a loan with a subject to a move. And we've talked, well, you know, you, you did a really nice piece, you know, about the issues in Valencia and, and, and what's happening there. So maybe you might get some cut price deals. And I'm all for that. And Wolves have done brilliantly. But as the, as the, as the time now come for Wolves to say, OK, we're still going to be cautious, but now we've built up, you know, we've got £40 million in the bank from Helder Costa and, and even Cavalero. Maybe it's time to take a bit of a splurge. You maybe take a bit of a risk. But at the same time, if this pays off, happy days. Yeah, that's it. It's got to be calculated risks, hasn't it? You know, they, they now, they've, they've built up a, you know, kind of a good track record over three, four years. And I know last summer's window wasn't the best with, with Catrani and Vallejo, but I think the idea was right. You know, they, 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 they needed a centre-half and they needed a forward. Those players didn't work, but the idea was correct. You know, but they, I think they need to just get kind of, rather than getting a, a loan for, for Vallejo or something like that, just go out and get a, a permanent established centre-back. I mean, you know, we've seen Wolves there. They are, they are kind of prudent negotiators. They, they can try and bump down the price and they have done, you know, with a lot of players. But you've kind of, kind of got to go out there and rather than getting these loans and, and you know, I think that loan with a view has kind of been and gone now. I, I think you've kind of got to splash the money kind of up front. And I think it will be on more so players that are kind of, you know, 2025 20, in terms of age again, because, you know, you want, you want at least a good three, four solid years out of them. So... I highlighted a few at Valencia that I like the look of. I mean, you know, you, you look at uh, Condogbia in midfield that he's he's kind of an enforcer. I mean, I, I'd like a more attacking player, but if you can't get one of those, get an enforcer that allows either Nevers or Matinho to push further forward, make more of an impact in the final third. But yes, yeah, centre-back, centre-mid, wing-back and striker. That's, that's the four for me. If you hit three of the four, yeah, okay. But if you can do all four, great. But you've got to spend money because... That's the name of the game there. We saw, we've seen a relegated goalkeeper from Bournemouth, um, Aaron Ramsdale, go to, to, go to Sheffield United for eighteen million pounds. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the going rate, really, in this in this market. So to get proven quality, you've got to spend, you know, probably at least that, and if not, surging into the twenties and the twenty fives and the thirties. So uh, be interesting to see how it, how it pans out. Um, you know, equally, they don't want to be paying silly money when they don't need to because we look at some of the ed transfers that have happened over the last couple of years you know Arsenal spending 72 million on Nicolas Pepe and, and conducting internal investigation because they reckon they've paid three times the money that they should have yeah. you know they won't be getting themselves into that position but equally if the right player comes up 
they've got to spend I don't know 30 million to get him and, sure. and, and that is what's needed then they'll do it but it's you know they're not going to spend silly money on just anybody they've got to get it get it cemented that that's the player that they want to do and then they'll spend the money yeah spend that money on him then lay off a load of staff and then sign William oh goodness me yeah that's not um, crazy uh, anyway um, Reggie Reggie says questions questions questions, questions yeah. can we set a precedence please boys that Joe Edwards always has a Mackies before the start of any Wolves match to give him that bit of extra look they need I feel like having a schnitzel before Sevilla was, was a bad move not if I want to keep it a respectable weight. <laughs> um, I mean, you schnitzel with a bit of bread, mate. Not the healthiest option in the world, either. Oh, no, exactly. But no. delicious. Yeah, it was very nice. Yeah, I, I haven't had Mackey's though since I've been back. You have? Yeah, double quarter pounders back. So um, is yeah. that is that is that a big is that big news? Bit, fantastic, yeah. Really? Limited time only, but it should be all year round. Double quarter pounder. I mean, that is yeah. uh, that is a lot of meat and a lot of bun in your mouth. What? what? <laughs> stunning scene. Those are, those are my lines. Um, what, what, um, so, so what's the difference between like a, a quarter pounder, double quarter pounder, and a, and a Big Mac? Big Mac's two patties, but are they are they thinner patties then? Are they? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're fit as anything on a Big Mac. Are they? You get as much. You get more lettuce than, than really burger. Yeah, you get so much lettuce on you. Not good. No, you get a proper meat, meaty kind of yeah. Two of them on a double quarter pounder, mate. That's where that's where you want to go. I used to really think that from from a cheeseburger point of view, or a quarter pounder point of view, back back in the bigger days of, of Nath, um, that I mean, my main you know five for the day was, but for me, made the burger the gherkins in there. The gherkins. Delicious. Yeah. Delicious. Nice. Love yeah. that. Love that. Okay. Um, flu-like symptoms <laughs> says um, I don't want to give up Morgan Gibbs White. I think he could add some flair and unpredictability inside. Many agree that a loan is in order, but must it be to a championship club? Would he go to a league with greater focus on the technical game? Another one maybe for one of Uncle George's teams, he says. That's a good point, actually. I read that question before the podcast, and maybe it shouldn't be so, you know... I mean, I know I've mentioned Swansea before. You know, a team that likes to play kind of risk risk football. I mean, it, it, it's the manager that he won the uh, under seventeen World Cup with. So I think there is obvious links there, and I, I think he'd be a good fit. But you know, he could easily go abroad, maybe go to Portugal or go to you know go to G- Germany or something like that. Maybe get him into a into a foreign league and kind of you know, I, I think he's he's a player that's kind of come through the system and has been very well protected by Wolves. Know, very well nurtured but maybe it's the time to say you've got to kind of step up on your own two feet learn a new culture perhaps and that'll make him not only grow as a player but grow as a person and um, yeah so there might be uh, you know legs in that really getting getting him out into a you know into a foreign team you know Wolves have you know links with Portuguese clubs of course um, but I think you know and English players have made that move as well I think it's Marcus Edwards who's at Victoria Guimaraes who was at Spurs and it has done really well for himself and really boosted his profile so you know Gibbs White could look at that you know it'd be a nice climate and things like that I think there is more of an element on the on the technical side championship is a difficult division to adjust to so if, if they don't want to get him there maybe get him abroad but I think immediately I think he will remain with the squad for at least pre-season I think he'll probably play in the early Carabao Cup games. Depending on how he does then, I think they'll make a decision on whether to get him out on loan or not. And, and whether they recruit as well, I'm sure. Yeah. you know, if, if he falls down the pecking order, which you would expect him to do, no offence to Morgan Gibbs White. But, but, but he, he has done already. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah, he's fallen down and you know you get a couple more, you get another central midfielder in there. He's, he's got to go. Because, and, and look, 
well, let, let's hope Morgan Morgan's White becomes a player of the future and you know and he's still a Wolves player and he really kicks kickstarts and gets himself in order and, and, and becomes you know the player that we all know he can be but at the same time if Morgan Gibbs White starting a Premier League game or coming on as your first substitute you're in a bit of trouble I think you know well, if you want to be playing Champions League football he's not played Premier League for, for no. ages you no. know what I mean he, he's, he's just not he's just not kind of he's had a few niggling injuries this season he's not performed when he has played but no. He's he's just not he's just not fresh and ready to, to make an impact uh, for Wolves at the minute. So as I say, I think they'll have a look at him in the Carabao and then and then go on from there. David Gannon has Joe been to the Ivy, and if so, would he pay nine pound fifty for a gin and tonic with cucumber cucumber infusion? Yeah, we went to the went to the Ivy for a spot of lunch before we picked up Alana's Alana's automobile, yeah. and uh, I mean nine pound fifty. I bite your hand off for nine pound fifty. I mean it's about fifteen quid in the bar on the night before. Yeah. Um, would you pay Would you pay fifteen pound fifty if if Soph said? Well, Joe, I fancy a little, uh, fancy a little, a little champagne and a little bit of a Kia Royale, maybe. I think I've paid fifteen quid for a cocktail before. Oh, mate! It was, you know, that Arcadian in Birmingham. Oh, do I? It's... I remember having a very late night with some Wolves players after a certain, oh, certain, yes. Premier, certain Premier League promotion. Yeah, it... we'll not be going on about that oh, evening. I think a double vodka cranberry was fourteen pound eighty oh. in there, and I. Oh. I think I got a couple of rounds of them that night. Did you throw up, throw up in your mouth a little bit when you were when you were told about that price? And, and once I took a sip, I was like, Jesus, yeah, absolutely. Um, nothing wrong with that. I mean, I think if you go into a nice establishment, you've got to pay for. They're not nice establishments in the arcade. Oh, not the. I, I don't mean the arcade. They're overpriced. I'm talking about mine. I'm not talking about yours. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, sticky, course. sticky floors and fourteen fifty for a cocktail well, for a, for a strawberry woo woo, mate. I'm not having that. <laughs> Uh, George Brown, George Brown. What are your thoughts on Shea's comments? Not the sound, not to sound pessimistic, but we have heard noises like this before, not performed in the market. What are your guys' take on potential of some signings? So we kind of discussed the signings yeah. point of view, but you know, a few people underwhelmed. You know, they kind of want uh, this big, huge statement, and we're going to sign this, and we're going to sign that. And we knew that when we saw the words on the sheet that it's not going to kind of like um, get people down dancing. That they just want signings down the end of the day. Yeah, and. I think you know she's words that, as I say, they're sensible. It's a it's a strategic approach that they're going to take, and as as we say, he's not going to say right. We're going to spend hundred million on on one player or two players. You know, they, they'll keep the cards close to the chest. They like to do their business quietly, and um, you know that'll be the, that'll be the same going forward. Uh, what was your wolves and non wolves related highlight of last season? Says David Sutton. Non wolves related. Oof. I know, a bizarre thing about anything apart from the club. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, I, I, I did set up a goal for my football team on Sunday. Oh, yes, you did. Yes, you did. It was like an inspired moment. I don't know what came over my body, to be honest. It, <laughs> nah, it was like I dragged the ball with my right foot and then kind of in one fell movement, just kind of then passed it with the outside of my foot. Which was like a through ball to the striker, who then finished it. But um, that was probably my footballing highlight. That wasn't Wolves, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I've actually discovered that I can actually still kick a still kick a ball, which is is great. And uh, you, I think your main one from Wolves was was Spurs away. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So so Joe Edwards um, has said um, for anyone listening that his uh, Wolves highlight was was Spurs away, and his non-Wolves highlight was setting up a goal. For his local football team, non Wolves highlight in the year that he got married, but that's absolutely fine because an assist, no, an a... assist 
for a goal is way more important than your I marriage, he, Joe Edwards. He, in, he said in footballing terms, didn't no, he? No, no, no. He said, oh, what man. was your Wolves and non-Wolves related highlight of last year? Mate, don't backtrack. That's absolutely fine. We know. 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 So, so if you're going to have to buy us some, you know, a couple more, a couple more double air. Uh, trying to go on holiday. I'm trying to go on holiday. Pull it back, mate. Pull it back. <laughs> Polkart says uh, formation tweet. Podent in a number ten role in front of Neves. Uh, Moutinho next season spice it up a bit. He looks like a player that could do with a role. What do you reckon? Yeah, they kind of tried it at Burnley away. Um, Podent was kind of drifting in. In behind Jota and Jimenez. I Can you see Podence, Jota and Traore and Raul on the same side? I'd like to. I would like to see that. But could you see that though? Uh, I, I think it'd take... We've spoken about this before. It'd take a bit of an evolution on Nuno's part really to kind of make the system a bit more attacking, uh, a bit more risk-taking. Um, I think maybe I'd like Neto in that 10 role I, I, I thought he was fantastic at Southampton when, in that second half but we just haven't seen it since um, I think maybe he's a bit more physically ready for that role than, than Powdance would be but yeah it's something I'd like to try I mean if you don't try you'll never know really and it, it, I think you know Powdance or Neto could play in that role but hopefully some some summer rivals come in and perhaps you know push themselves for that role as well um, a lot of people asking about Nuno's contract, so we kind of discussed that. Matt, Paul Walker, thank you. Um, Macaulay Unwin. Uh, uh, Dan Southall asking again about you know tempting you away from McDonald's into into a caviar lifestyle, mate. But you know I think you've <laughs> you've definitely made steps this year. Yeah. So I'm more disappointed Wolves missed out on Europe because I would like to take it to some more destinations and try some more you know some more interesting continental fare. Yeah. But maybe I might just have to bring it to to ENS Towers for you to to sample instead. Okay. <laughs> uh, Zach Zach says. I hope you're doing well. My question is because now Adam has been called up with the Spain squad, which is fantastic news and well-deserved. What is going to happen about his shoulder surgery he was meant to be having? When will that now take place or will it at all? Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Joe. I don't think shoulder surgery was ever um, put in there or mentioned. We kind of mentioned it, but I'm not sure whether it was there was a date given that he was going to have shoulder no, no. surgery. He's obviously done a lot of strengthening on that shoulder. And um, we've seen measures. I mean, there's the stuff that you that you don't see as well. I mean, I know the cameras seem getting heavily oiled per per game, which I'm sure you know the, the ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure quite oh, enjoy. Yeah. I like seeing like seeing an oil the dammer as much as the next guy. But um, there's a lot of shoulder strengthening work, and I think that from a shoulder operation, it's not. I think that's an avenue that if it got really bad and yeah. if it was going on, they'd have to take it. Of course, if he goes and does his shoulder first game of the season, Joe, and he's out for a couple of weeks, people will say, why has he not had a shoulder operation in the summer? Um, I don't think it's as easy as to have a shoulder operation. You're not going to get a dislocated shoulder. There's, there's, there's a weakness there. Yeah. And um, look, we might have to get, get maybe a, an expert on to talk more about that and what, what the strength of the shoulder can do. Uh, but, but from your point of view, Joe, I don't think there was anything... Scheduled and maybe they'll just carry on going as it is. I don't think he will have an operation now. No, there's never a concrete day. I, mean, I think Nuno alluded to the fact that we'll have a look and assess and see how it goes, and it, you know that may be something that that he's taken. But he was never kind of penciled in for an operation, and I haven't heard that he is. I mean, obviously, you know, re- reported a few weeks back that, that that Johnny's had successful surgery on his on his right knee. I mean, he's going to have a long layoff, but. 
you know, Wolves were very quick to get him in. They got him in, they got it operated on. And I'm sure if that was the course of action they wanted to take with Traore, then they'd do it, they'd get him in and get it done. But uh, it's it's kind of, um, you know, a, a take-it-as-he-goes approach still with, with Traore. He's played through the pain barrier. Um, I think, you know, it has played on his mind in some games and I think it has affected his performances. Um, but, you know, with, a, with carrying on with the strengthening work, and the kind of the tailored programs that he follows, you know, from from the fit, from the fitness staff, then I think that's what they're going to carry on for the for the time being. Mikey Bacon says, any details about the other kits, and do you know what's happening with season tickets? Do we have to renew, or is it each match you get offered tickets for? Right. Let's take the um, so let's say the kits first. So kits away kit is going to be what what are we on there? We're on the twenty first. So twenty first could even be next week. Um, was told earlier this month that it was going to be towards the end of the month. So, yeah, it could even be next week. Not If not next week, the start of the week after. Uh, don't know the colour. What, what colour would you want? Pink. Pink all pink. day long. Good, good. I, I like pink or I would like maybe a really nice, smart, dark grey. Oh, yeah, like a bit of a, like a charcoal. Yeah, kind of. like, yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. like that. I'd like to see that, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Um, yeah, so, so that's that. And then the season tickets. Wolves did put out um, a bit of an update about it the other day that it's going to be a kind of reduced capacity and they're, they're asking people from the season ticket groups to, to kind of register their interest if they're in different households so they can group them together depending on address and things like that. It's all a bit convoluted. But... They said in that there's going to be a further update in due course. I don't know when that's when that's going to be, but um, again, it's just kind of playing it by ear and uh, seeing how that goes for now. The new Freddie Evans says, "Love you, Nathan. Love you too, Freddie." Uh, oh, I, I tell you, I know who this guy is actually. I think I know who this guy is. So he says, "What are your ideal signings uh, to make in this summer?" So, so Freddie Evans, right? I, I don't know how this happened because I don't quite know how this works, and, and you'll know better than me. But I got I got added by someone to this DM. Um, conversation with a lot of other people, DM group, basically. Right. So, and I don't know how it happened, but it's called the Neto Defence League. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, basically, yeah. it's uh, I don't know, a bunch of I haven't looked how many, fifteen or twenty, younger, a lot younger than me, people, yeah. um, and girls and guys who were basically just chatting wolves and and yeah. I've kind of I was at first I was like, oh, what am I in this for? I've got to delete it. But then I was like, some of the stuff they chat about is. Ridiculous, ridiculous. So you know, when I'm looking at some of the stuff, you know, on, on an evening, and I'm scrolling around, but they are relentless, yeah. relentless in their yeah. in their chat. But I, I do it mainly to pick up new words. So you know, I'm, I'm getting on a little bit now, Joe, as you can yeah, as you yeah. can imagine. So I, I like to keep down with the kids, and uh, I'm learning new words every single day. So I'm going to see. I've got some here. Um, do you know what airing is? Air. Airing. I'm going to air you. I'm airing you. Do you know what that means? These are the things that I worked, man. These are the things that I've learned. I don't know. Like, I'm airing you, Joe. I'm airing you. Uh, uh, airing. I don't, I don't even know. You're really. one of the younger generation. You should know this. What is airing? Kind of, I'm dismissing you. I'm kind of like, I think, I think I'm kind of like ignoring you. Ignore, I'm, I, I, yeah, I'm dismissing you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, ignoring, dismissing. Okay. I think that's what it is. I'm airing you. So, and correct me if yeah, I'm wrong, like, young, like, young know, peeps. Talk to the air. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Or talk, just kind of like, you know, maybe... Talk to the hand. It's like the new talk to the hand. Yeah, the I'm air- listening, you know. I'm airing you, exactly. I'm airing you. I'm yeah. airing you. So that's, that's one, to, one to know, so... God, we are so cool. Oh, mate. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> so I guess, you know, Tim Spears has been airing me for the past year. Maybe that's something that's like it. that. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm just bringing it into a sentence, you know. Um, um, what else? Simp. 
Simp. That's one that I see simp. that. I don't know. What a simp? Come on. It's annoying. Let's look. Like, so uh, simp. Can yeah, I put like, oh, he's a right slang, simp. simp. Yeah, slang. Is it simple or something? Simp slang. Like, a, Here sim- we go. like a simpleton. Uh, simp, plural simps. A simple person lacking common sense or a fool okay. or a simpleton. Yeah. Okay, um, so it's short for simpleton. So yeah. I guess it's that. Yeah. yeah. Is that right? Oh, no. Here we go. Simp uh, also... Um, a word that everyone overuses without the correct definition. It means a guy that is overly desperate for women. Oh, you're okay. a simp. I can see that as well. To be fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I can see that as well. Yeah. So okay, so so simp. So we got two. There we go. And then the third one is dub, dub. Ah, oh, like a, like a big win, a big dub, a, a W, like isn't it? But you spell it D U B. Yeah, like oh, what a dub. Like so if so if somebody tweets you and you say. Yeah, I know you am, but what am I? Or some, you know? Oh, me? really? Like, oh, what a dub! Yeah. Oh, really? I think, I think I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So anyway, I stay in this group now because I'm I'm just fascinated by that. But what 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 you, what I'm gonna say is that like they're all young guys. You know, I'm sure they're all like 16, 17, 18, 19 or whatever. You kind of tell they talk about GCSE results and so I can't remember when I did my GCSEs <laughs> or O levels. But um, but they, they love wolves. Everything. Oh, they're, they're God, absolutely. Yeah. Wolves obsessed, and sometimes maybe you know people are a little bit dismissive of that generation. You know, people have maybe you know been a season ticket holders for 10, 15, 20 years. You know, these are young, young, young guys, young girls. You know, and they absolutely adore wolves, and they're yeah. everything about them. And I think sometimes they get um, a bit of a short shrift for maybe older fans, maybe look down on them to a certain extent, and they don't realise you know when wolves were. They don't remember Wolves being that particularly poor, you know what I mean, and struggling away because you know they're obviously enjoying it. They've come into football and they've seen you know these amazing things that Wolves have been doing the last five, six, seven years, or I mean not five, six, seven, but you know three, four, five years, and they expect that. And I think sometimes they get talked down to a certain extent. But you know if you come accustomed to that, I think it's fair to criticise. You know what I mean? As in like we want players or we're frustrated or we're angry that like, you yeah. you weren't at Croy, you weren't at Joel, you weren't here. Yeah. But it's you know you, you can you can you can you can understand that as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I I um I I replied to him with one Freddie the other day. He said um, go for the FA Cup G or uh-huh. uh, when I, my Carabao piece, and I said exactly G. What does G mean? Just like you know a geezer like a G. Ah, oh, decent, decent. G. You're a G. Okay, yeah. oh, look at this. I know. I'm learning so much <laughs> yeah, today. So this has the, been this has go. been an enjoyable podcast. It, it's taken a while, but it's it's enjoyable. Um, anyway, he says, what ideal signings do you want to make in the summer? I want Tammy Abraham, baby. I want to I want to get him, but especially if Raul goes, but I don't think he will. Um, I'd like to see you know we've discussed it before. I'd like to see a strike. I'd like to see a Callum Wilson or or, or someone of that ilk to, to to come into it. A Josh King. Whether they're going to spend that money, I, I don't. I don't think so. If not, then Diaz. If Diaz is available, uh, an amazing central defender, go and get him. Yeah, I, I mean, Benfica have just bought Vertonghen. Well, I say bought, but they've got Vertonghen. Yeah, I think they've got Cavani pretty much in the bag as well. So they're going to be they're going to be spending some wages. Yeah, I don't know if there might be an opportunity there. I'm, I'm you know, that's it's putting kind of two and two together, maybe getting five. But you know, they are going to be. Paying some big whack for that league, really. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, may, maybe it's it's one to look at. It's certainly worth an inquiry. It's a defender that I've had a long-standing interest in. Can you do answers for thirty seconds in the next six or seven? Uh, to make, re- try and make them ten. Seconds okay, here we go. Months. That's fine. Gail Holford. Uh, we know that spending mega bucks is unlikely. Realistically, what do you think the club may be willing to spend this transfer window? I'd say. On the spot, fifty to a hundred million across across the market. It's a big range, fifty to a hundred million. Yeah, yeah, but 
That's what, that's what I'm giving you. <laughs> okay, fair enough. No problem. That's for quick answers. Um, Ron Blything, do you think the FA have a hidden agenda against Wolves? The referee decisions were shocking last season, plus the fixture list involving back-to-back games against Liverpool and Manchester City again at a pivotal time of the season, plus another big team for the last game against Manchester United. So, so what was the question? Basically, do, do the FA have a hidden agenda against Wolves? I, I don't think so. I mean, as, as much as it may seem, it's uh, at times now. Um, uh, Robert Larter says the effects of dodgy refereeing and VAR decisions even themselves out over a season. Discuss. Uh, uh, Wolves have had, had, had an unlucky bit with it. Um, we'll see. Hopefully, VAR improves this season. They've, they've had one season at it. They've tried. I mean, it's been pretty pretty bad. But you'd think with every year that they get under the belt, the better it will get. So fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, Wolves. Are, Bit on a even more more of, a, of an even keel going forward. Robert Larter, um, no, sorry, not Robert. So you just done that one. Um, Carl says, uh, do you think we need to sign a long term replacement for Moutinho this season? Uh, it's something to definitely look at. They've got, I think they've got to get a midfielder of, of some sort, whether it's a, a creative or an enforcer or a, a box to box or a, a ball winner. They've got to get a midfielder of of, of some sort um, to, to to allow you to be a bit more clever with Moutinho. Um, perhaps get more Neves going forward I mean I think that Donker's got a, a role to play in midfield definitely I like him in there but um, yeah they need a bit of help uh, Simon Bede have we been linked to any fullbacks yet Danny Rose is available he says <laughs> we've been linked to every player under the sun yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Maitland Niles today Maitland Niles uh, Danny Rose is, is well I don't think we've been linked with Goulam is one that's doing a lot of the rounds in, in Italy a, a George Mendes client who's been at Napoli but not played consistently for a few years but yeah I think they're, they're, they're going to have to look they're going to have to look at that because um, if if you get an injury to Vinagre or Doc you, you're screwed so they've got to try and reinforce that either the right wing or, or left wing back uh, what's the latest on says Daniel Dobron on, on Palinia and uh, the reported transfer of £40 million plus is it De- Demiral Demiral uh, plus uh, for Raul from Juventus. Oh, well, that's another new name that's coming to the mix, Demiral. I mean, they've said pretty much any player that's on the periphery at Juventus is part of any swap deal. So they've said what Douglas Costa, uh, Gonzalo Higuain, uh, Bernadeschi, uh, Aaron Ramsey. I mean, Aaron Ramsey. You got to remember what the bloody wages he's on. Yeah, ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah, mental. Yeah. Like if he wants a quarter of his wages to come to Wolves, then yeah, okay. But you know, it's just. It, it, it's ridiculous and it's desirability as well it's people you know you've got, you want hungry players Wolves sign hungry players you know, if you've gone to Arsenal you played Champions League gone to Juventus really what's your hunger to go to Wolverhampton yeah, exactly. you know he's, he's done it at all at Arsenal pretty much he's won three FA Cups whatever it was he's, he's been to Juventus played 20 games as they've won Serie A well, what's he got left to do mm-hmm. like you know it, nah uh, Rob Cross uh, how do you find time to do the, to do the ENS the podcast and singing the Wolfpack Howlers Oh, have you got a doppelganger in the howlers of you? I must do, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll have a look. I'll have a look later on. I'll have a look, Rob. Where, uh... Singing in the howlers of the wolf pack. Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't care. There you go. That's Singing why he's not in there. in the howlers. You sound like Kev Wolf. Um, <laughs> let's have a look. Breezy says, uh, I wonder what's going on with Jimenez. I mean, the BBC reported <laughs> it's a done deal. Don't, don't believe the BBC. Um, that normally doesn't happen unless there's some truth in it. Who's reporting what's a done deal? BBC apparently reported that Jimenez is a done deal. No, 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 no. 
Um, Nick Turner's kind of asking about an update on um, on Nuno's contract, but you know we've kind of given you that. Uh, Matt Hunt also is asking about Traore's shoulder. Also says thank you very much for the hard work. Yeah, you and Joe have done this season. Oh, Fantastic no stuff. No problem at all. I know this is uh, initially going to be assessed for after the season. So yeah, as, as far as we know, and I'm certain if he was going to have an operation, it would have happened already. Yeah. They wouldn't have delayed that. So he's going to be he's going to be good to go for the start of the season. Let's hope that um, you know all that kind of strengthening work, well, strengthening conditioning. Spain work. wouldn't have called him up if he no. You know if he weren't. Can so. you see him making his debut for Spain? I think so. I think so too. Yeah, yeah they, they look like they've gone with like a really kind of fresh, new blood squad, really. So, um, you know, he's certainly deserving. Give him a go. Josh says, uh, with Liverpool, City, Spurs and Arsenal squad ageing and likely approaching a rebuilding phase, do you feel we should try and take advantage of this and get one step ahead with young prospects and cash in on our older slash better players, Jimenez, Bolly, Moutinho over the next few years? No, I, don't, I, I think you can... Football's have got a pretty young squad anyway, and you need experience in there. You need experience in there. I mean, you know, the, it's a the, such a different team without Bolly in it. It's such a different team without Jimenez and Matinho. You know, despite him kind of tiring out, he, he's still got such a lot to offer. You just got to kind of use it a bit more cleverly. So yeah, any good team and any team that wants to win things or qualify for Europe or go far in the cups needs players who've been there and done it. I think you saw it with Rui Patricio. I mean, he really came to the fore towards the end of the season. Real kind of class goalkeeper, one of the best around. You need to keep hold of those players while getting the youth in as well. Magnificent Joe. Uh, let me check, check time because obviously I'm shocking at keeping time. One hour, four minutes. Not too bad at not all. Really. Bad. Not, not, one hour, four, not one hour, five bad. minutes. Hope you've enjoyed it, everyone. Um, we are still going. We will be here throughout the off-season, however short that may be. Somewhere, well, I mean... I don't know about you. We, we are tired. We are we? tired, we, we, mate. We are, we tired. are tired. I did that video today asking for questions and I was just so tired. I'm so tired. Oh, I mean, you looked it as well, didn't you, to be fair? I did. I, I, look mean, good, I mean, mate. I can't really talk. I know I do. But I look on. good. Talking about going for a long time. I've uh, got to say thank you and, and congratulations to David Evans as well uh, from yeah. the FanCast, host of the, host of the, host of the FanCast, who stepped down after, after 13 years. I think, I think one, one former retirement, but, but came back in as well. So yeah. to host a podcast for 13 years is fair play especially one of the top ones out there so so congratulations into him into uh, for, for his retirement uh, the fan cast of course will still be going strong but but well done david yeah. on a job well done if i'm still doing this in 13 years time shoot me shoot me joe put me down um and 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 just just take away the microphone Okay. Please. Okay. Put me I out. will. I'll remember that. Put me out of my misery. I'm sure that I'm sure the fans are on that. Leave in 13 years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, we'll be back next Thursday or Friday, uh, you never know, with a new kit, maybe a new signing. But what I can guarantee you is myself, Mr. Joe Edwards, will be there. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the fixtures. Enjoy the sunshine. Enjoy the storms and the wind and whatever's out there today. From me, from Joe, take care. Bye-bye.